0: We are just over 12 hours until free agency starts in the NHL. And it's crunch time for the Florida Panthers. On this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jacob Winans from pantherparkway.com to talk about where the Panthers stand and their cap situation all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome into this Wednesday, July 13th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherBarclay.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at L-O underscore Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Locked Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, uh, we are in a bit of a situation now. We at If you would have asked me a week ago where the Florida Panthers would be just over 12 hours before the free agency, you would think that there would be a cap clearing trade now. But it's just crazy with the free agency, free agent frenzy that's about to happen with, a whole bunch of stars that are about to hit the open market, but not a lot of money to go around when with the with a whole bunch of players hitting the market. let's let's give a few examples. Johnny Gaudreau is gonna is no longer gonna be part of the Calgary Flames. Uh, Nazan Kadri is one as, as well. Th- th- those those are just to name two. John Klimberg of the Dallas Stars is uh, going to be testing the open market as well, uh, and those those are a few those are a few of the names that are that are going to be hitting the market. And it's crazy, like I said, not a lot of money to go around for each of these uh, NHL franchises. But let me actually bring in my guest here on the show, Jacob Winans Here, uh, Jacob, it we're again we're just over twelve hours from the start of free agency and. I want to get your feelings heading into uh, as the, as we are over 12 hours away. Oh man,
1: it's, it's nervous times. Um, not a whole lot of money to go around and the Panthers are on the very low end of the cap space uh, spectrum right now. So it's, it's, um, we need, we, we really are in a position where we're hoping Zito can pull a rabbit out of his hat and, and see what we can make happen here. It's, it's uh it's going to be an interesting, interesting few hours coming up.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I made the mistake last Friday of not uh, of having my phone down, uh, and then Etu and uh, Lucas Carlson had their uh, ha- had uh, extension. So, I as I found myself checking and refreshing Twitter all all day today, and it's going to continue even throughout the show. Instead, in in case there are there is breaking news in in. The world of the florida panthers but let's let's talk a little bit about the the state of the panthers and of course the state of the nhl as well uh another qualifying offer has been handed out for the panthers no no terms and numbers yet but henry Bulby, undrafted uh left winger and center has been it will be qualified and offered. And that's the last uh player that will be qualified and offer for the florida panthers I'm, I'm going to guess it's going to be probably a two-way deal, uh, t- two-way contract for Henry Bowlby. Um, great story, him being undrafted and now getting another uh, crack, crack at it for the Florida Panthers and the Charlotte Checkers, more than likely. But also, some former Panthers uh, are, have been bought out by the Chicago Blackhawks, and we're talking about former first-round pick Henrik Borgström, drafted by Tom Rowe. Uh, approved by Dale Talon and Brett Connolly, a Dale Talon sou- signing just in 2019 Stanley Cup champion. Uh, part of that trade that brought Lucas Carlson to the mix of the Panthers. And l- looking like that's a pretty good deal for uh, Bill Zito and company with being able to extend Carlson. We talked a little bit about it earlier this week about ex- um, how great how great it is to extend him, But now we have the buyout. It's a sad story for someone like Henrik Borgström, who... Just hasn't uh, really gone up to what his draft stock was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's unfortunate. I really did like Borgie in his time here, um, but yeah, it's it's another another story of of kind of failed development uh, on on both the Panthers end, but also the Blackhawks end towards the back half. But uh, as far as the Panthers, that he he just never really showed it at the NHL level. Had issues put, getting up to the necessary weight that they wanted him to. Um, there were stories and rumors that that I can't confirm this because I I don't, I don't know how he was personally feeling, but there were rumors that he just didn't, uh, wasn't as motivated, didn't put the work in necessary in camp. And, and, uh, a couple of years, the the coaching staff was not satisfied with what they saw from him uh, in his off season work. So it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully he, he lands on his feet. I would not be shocked at all to see him leave the NHL entirely, uh, go over to Finland or or, uh, elsewhere in Europe and, and try to rebuild his game. Um, still young enough where he, he could have an NHL future, but, uh, it's unfortunate. He was a, a Hobie Baker finalist, a national champion at the NCAA level. He was absolutely fantastic in college. Um, so we really did think he had a, a bright future in the NHL and it, it didn't pan out, but getting Lucas Carlson out of it, that's a big win. Uh, Carlson is a guy that was kind of, kind of a, a afterthought in that trade. And he's now solidified himself as a, a player on the Panthers. And I think he's got a, a bright future ahead. Um, and then, as far as Brett Connolly goes, that that free agency period, Dale Talon's uh, signings there, that looks pretty dicey now. Looking back on it, having the Zito had to get rid of assets to move. Anton Strowman had to, um, and one of those was Vlad who made his NHL debut and last year with Arizona as a defenseman. Um, had to get rid of assets to part with Brett Connolly, and now he's bought out. So those signings don't don't look too great. Uh, Nolichari panned out for the most part, and the book is still out on
0: Bob, but uh, that, that offseason is, is night. Mm-hmm. I remember the press conference with Stroman there, Bobrovsky, Connolly, all of them together. And it, it felt like as if there was like a little bit of that last gasp of hope during the Dale Talon's uh, tenure with the Panthers only for the Panthers, not to even look the least bit competitive against the New York Islanders in the Stanley cup bubble. And, that's just how you knew at that time that uh, changes had to be made uh, for the Panthers. Uh, and now with the Chicago Blackhawks buying out those two players, of course they trade for Peter Mrazik that, which is just throwing in the towel for this the, the season, at least for the next few seasons. And now they're in a situation where Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane possibly could be forcing their way out. And I feel like this move, these moves by Kyle Davidson is just, Forcing their hands to just have them walk to them and say, "Hey, I I want out now," instead of just doing it on their own. Because, of course, those are franchise legends there. And I was talking to you about this pre-recording, and Kevin Weeks was talking about this uh, today as well. And Patrick Kane and the New York Rangers sounds like it's it kind of sounds like a match made in heaven, reuniting with Artemi Panarin, which which it's still mind-boggling that um that the chicago blackhawks let artemi panarin go after winning a calder trophy but patrick kane reuniting with artemi panarin i can i can very well see him possibly being traded over there
1: yeah uh kane to the rangers seems like a it seems like a story but kind of you know patrick kane is uh arguably the the best offensive player to ever come out of the united states um just a, a Team USA legend, uh, and, an American hockey um, legend is really the only word for it. Um, and so I, I could really see him uh, fitting in in a place like New York. New York is, um, whether we like him or hate him, New York is, is pretty much the center of entertainment. And, and it's really the mecca of, of sports in, in the United States at times. So I, I think um, Patrick Kane wearing a, a, a blue sweater in MSG, that would, would make a lot of sense. Um, and then him and Artemi Panarin were lethal in Chicago, and that was before Panarin really hit his ceiling. Um, I think he's there now. He, he's at the peak of his prime, and putting him with Kane would be um, it, it would be an interesting fit. Uh, I think they do very well there. Uh, a line of was Panarin, Kane is pretty scary to me, so I, I could really see it happening. Um, the question is what the Rangers would have to give up, but um, if Kane wants to stay competitive at the end of his career and have another shot at some playoff runs, I think New York is a place he could do it.
0: And now that the Rangers are out on Andrew Kopp, maybe this mm-hmm. sounds like another chess move to possibly get it. But I don't think it's going to be immediate, this trade. I think it's going to be waiting until the trade deadline uh, co- um, come next season for for that. As far as Jonathan Taze's trade value, I'm not sure where it's at based on the injury, the recent injuries for him. Um, and it took a little bit of, I think it took him until January to score his first goal of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So um, just injuries have been an issue kind of for for Jonathan Taze um, in, re- in recent years. So. Hoping hoping that Jonathan Tays even the of course he brings the leadership factor of course to any team that he he brings a three a three time Stanley Cup champion. So hoping the best for, for, for those guys as those guys are just legends. Um uh, as as I was coming up and watching this sport, those are the two names that of course that resemble most to me as far as the, the league as a whole. So I'm I'm hoping that those t- two guys end up in great spots.
1: Yeah, definitely. Tays his his trade value, we don't know where what that is given his health concerns and his lack of offense lately but uh he wasn't exactly playing with the greatest of line mates necessarily in Chicago he was kind of up and down the lines um but he is getting older I think if as far as his trade value I think whatever ends up happening Chicago probably retains salary um but I, I still think he could fetch a, a good return and Patrick Kane obviously would get a massive haul uh, wherever he ends up going, and, and like you said, the Rangers are a team that have the assets to pull that off. But wherever those two end up, um, it'd be interesting to see them play on separate teams for the first time in their career. But um, yeah, I, I think both of them do have enough left in the tank to contribute elsewhere. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes.
0: Mm, absolutely, but and we we have, there's still so much more to talk about when it comes to the the state of the NHL. Who's going to go where? Uh, We're going to talk about the the Panthers and what they could be, where they could go, and where we expected them to be, and of course, where they are now. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest developments, including league reviews and news, including this year's NHL Free Agency and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. And of course, with the British Open being uh, this week, you could put in some of your golf bets uh, at the very iconic venue of the old course in St. Andrews. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet line, where the game starts. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, and we're live on YouTube as uh, as we as you guys can see watching right now, and people listening on the audio version. This will be an early release due to this type of season. Uh, with free agency and of course the mo- the pa- the draft that just passed last week, uh, things can get outdated very quickly. So you guys on the audio version listening to this, uh, you guys will get Winans Wednesday a little bit early. But let's talk about the the cap situation for the Panthers. Uh, we knew for a few days now that with their with their extensions of their RFAs that 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 number was going to dwindle a little slowly back to zero for their cap space and we were thinking once again that they were gonna have some type of cap clearing move and here we are exactly at 10 o'clock on the dot pm on a tuesday night talking about the panthers and where they are and still less than a million dollars of cap space and like i said i i caught myself scrolling a little bit more than usual on twitter today anticipating a type of move and to no avail and I, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Jacob. I I was very com- a week ago I was very confident that something would happen. Now I'm a little nervous. Not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, um, it, it kind of makes you wonder. Um, you know what's what's going on in there. Um, this, especially with Anthony Duclair's injury. Um, you got to assume there's there has to be something done to keep some of our offense together, especially uh, in the top six. Um. Obviously, you know, we're not at necessarily at zero because with Duclair's injury you can put him on LTIR for however long is necessary and, and use that three million, but the two free agents that are the, the biggest the biggest names that we're discussing for as far as retaining, I don't think either of them are, are in the area of a three million dollar contract. I think both of them would command something higher than that. So um, and of course we're talking about Marchman and Giroux here. And uh, the reports that, that Marchment wants something at least around the range of what Verhage got, um, $4, year, four million a year, seems reasonable. Um, I, I can't fault him for wanting that. And right now, the Panthers just simply don't have it. Um, Claude Giroux, you can't ask him to take too much of a pay cut. I know he's a veteran. He's going to have teams that are also contenders that can offer him more money. Uh, talk about a team like Carolina, um, a, a team like Edmonton, who's been interested Um, they made a conference final appearance. So these are teams that are going to have more money to offer, but can also say, Hey, we made a deep playoff run too." um, come here, get paid and also have a shot at the cup. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit concerning. Um, as far as Hornquist goes, the guy we thought would be the, the obvious sacrificial lamb for cap clearing move, he's still on the roster. Uh, the buyout period has passed. Um, it's, it, it, I really don't know. Um maybe there's a trade already in place maybe he's looking at a package deal hornquist and someone else it's really hard it's really anyone's guess but um you know it it would worst case scenario i don't know how i don't know how much we're set back next season if we uh if we end up losing marchment losing Giroux, um and obviously Duclair is not going to be available the first half of the year it it puts us in a position where um we're, we're filling a lot of holes and and that's not a good spot to be in. And and, and I'll
0: and I'll and I'll say, and I'll say this: what, what would have a what would a buyout have looked like for Hornquist had they gone that route? The buyout periods passed, so it's not happening. But had had they done had they gone that route, it would have been one point seven of dead cap this year and one point seven of dead cap next year. Scott Dar, Scott Darlings. Um, uh, Uh, cap hit on the team would have been, would be gone next year. And it would just, it would just be a $500 uh, a year uh, difference for next year. So if you're thinking about it as far as a year from now, not so bad, but you're thinking about if you were to go that route this year and you add all the dead cap with Yandel, Darling, and Hornquist, that's 8.3 million of dead cap on their, on their, on on their salary cap. So I don't know. I don't know it doesn't look good when you're just scrolling around cat friendly and looking at that. I I think Zito is trying to find a way to retain zero. And the fact that he didn't go that buyout route tells me that maybe there's something in place, but of course there has to be a dance partner on the other side. Yeah.
1: um, I think, I don't think Zito would be willing to enter free agency completely crippled uh, as far as what he's able to do to make moves. Um, if he felt like there's no trade partner, I, I really do think Hornquist would have been bought out today. Um, I, I feel like there is a trade partner out there. Um, I, I think there's there's somewhere that they'd be they'd be willing to to send him to and someone who's willing to take him on at full salary or close to it. But um, I, I don't see Bill Zito entering free agency knowing he has zero room to, to make any moves at all. Um, no, that's not to say we're not going to have to get creative with some of the signings. Um, definitely going to have to be some – some good uh, creative depth findings, uh, league minimum type guys, guys who can come in and contribute on low salary. But I really, I, I can't see a scenario where, where Bill Zito enters free agency with under a million in cap space, doesn't retain any of his guys, and we just roll into next season with what we have. Um, I, I just don't, I can't picture a scenario like that. So I feel like there, there must be someone who's willing to take on Bob, or uh, not Bob, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Uh, someone who's willing to take on uh, Hornquist um, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to add, I don't want to throw too much into the the Mackenzie discussions that, that came out today. But um, you know, if there's if there's a bigger a bigger package to be put together um, and clear cap, maybe maybe that's something that that could be in the works. You, you don't really know, but but I think at the very least, Hornquist is a guy who uh, we I, I would be shocked if he's still a, a Panther
0: uh, by this time tomorrow night. And this is a completely different situation than for what the Yandel buyout was at right. this point last year, because the terms in the contract, because Yandel had a full no move clause that that made it really hard for anyone to trade for him. And at this point last year, there was an expansion draft, and forcing to protect Yandel, Gustav Forsling would not have been on this roster. Like I can, I'm very, I'm very certain. I know they signed Chris Drieger as part of the Panthers pick. But I had a really, I had a feeling. I I had a feeling at the time that it would have been probably Gus Forzin that would have been picked by the Seattle Kraken in that expansion draft had that happened. And of course, Bill Zito was kind of playing defense as far as as that when it when it comes to that. And Kobe Guy had an interesting tweet today about uh about Patrick Hornquist. I, I wanna actually read it. That made me like uh that made me cringe a little bit when I when I saw it, and it's nothing against Patrick Hornquist, uh, uh, the human being. Let, let's not let's, let's not forget that these players are human beings, and this is the this is the tweet that Kobe got. Had quote: If both Claude Drew and Mason Marchment walk in free agency, I honestly would not be surprised if Patrick Hornquist moves back up to the top slash middle six role at some point. Unless they find a cheap plug and play options that strive in those roles, it would have to happen. Close quote. And I, I, uh, I, I cringe a little bit seeing that because, because of the amount of UFA's still that are going to be walking out in those roster spots that need to be filled. So I'm not quite sure if I agree. N- nothing against Kobe, uh, but I don't know if I agree with that because of the whole, the the age showed with Patrick Hornquist. He was downgraded to power play too. Of course, the the Panthers were still kind of that up and coming team uh going into 2021 i at before before that season started i predicted that the panthers probably would have been like fourth or fifth a bubble playoff team in 2021 in the in the central division but they exceeded those expectations they they brought in those reinforcements sam bennett sam Reinhart, brandon montour and now they they put in in an up as like they're kind of like in an upper echelon now so and patrick hornquist is that veteran leader who's going to be playing lesser minutes. Now the age really showed last year. And of course the, the downgrading of the lines there. And of course the reality is we still live in a flat cap world with COVID. And like we said, not a lot of money to go around and it's still a very big crunch that the Panthers have.
1: Yeah. There's, there's just not that much to spend. And I think that's why we're seeing a free agency where so many um, like big names are hitting the market. It's just because their teams don't have the money to retain them. Um, I, I mean, I never thought I'd see a day where Evgeny Malkin is on the open market because Pittsburgh wasn't able to extend him and Chris Letang. Um, Claude Giroux, again, uh, not in Philly, but he's hitting the open market uh, presumably tomorrow unless an extension happens. Uh, Johnny Goudreau is a guy who's hitting the open market. This is a, a an era right now, a, a situation in the cap where where teams just don't have it to to throw the, these monster offers to keep their guys. So. It uh, makes it for a little bit more entertaining, but in a position like the Panthers are in, we don't have necessarily the, the cap space to get involved in that. Um, it makes it more difficult on a team like the Panthers, who are a contender, to keep their group together. Um, so it's, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting, really interesting day. Um, I, I th- Really, I think Hornquist, of course, is the key. Um, his, he has shown his age, not just this season, but last season. I got off to a... a, a pretty hot start and then really really trailed off um the second half of the year and then last year was um probably a a higher end fourth line player but he was a fourth line player and i don't think he would have been that successful on any of the other lines given the the pace the panthers have uh, begun to play with um i don't think putting him back in a top six or middle six role is is great for him at this stage in his career Uh, i don't think it's great for the panthers either i think you're going to lose a lot of production that way um because you're looking at either putting him on a line with Bennett, Barkov, or Lundell. Those are three centers who are, who are high octane, and, and it's a lot of speed, a lot of puck cycling, a lot of skill, uh, stuff that Hornquist is not necessarily known for at this stage in his career. So um, definitely not a situation where it's impossible to move him like Keith Yandel. Uh, Yandel had negative value at the time that we were looking to move him. He was probably one of the worst defensemen in the league and uh, a massive cap hit and had two years left. Uh, with with hornquist it's an expiring contract still have some po- positive value on the ice still a great leader um i think he'll be on the move
0: yeah and i want to go to a comment that from, from indade talking about uh what george richard said on big o show saying how zito is looking for another uh Verhage. Um, there's a few players that weren't qualified offers in the, in the, um, in the NHL. Ilya Mikheyev wasn't qualified an offer a 20 goal score for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He wasn't qualified. And Sonny Milano, who uh, from the Anaheim Ducks, he was another uh, RFA that was not qualified an offer. Sonny Milano was on the, was the one who scored the goal from the first uh, Trevor Zegras uh, Michigan goal. So t- uh, 220 goal scores who could fill out the bottom six. I don't know what they're looking at as far as compensation, but Hey, that could be the Florida Panthers' opportunity to get someone uh, that 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 they didn't see a fit somewhere. But hey, it could be it could be somewhere uh, for the Panthers as far as helping them uh, succeed and putting them uh, in take taking their game possibly to a next level. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to continue the conversation of a player that we mentioned earlier in the show of Genny Malkin. Uh, a possible a possibility that he could be coming to the Panthers. We're going to discuss that more in the next segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. We Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using RockAuto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And this is a conversation that I never thought that we would be having just a few weeks ago. And Evgeny Malkin, I thought that a deal was going to get done with him. And of course, we, we heard all the rumors this week. He feels disrespected. Sidney Crosby goes to his South Florida home to discuss what uh, the state of my, his state of mind. Malkin's saying that uh, the Penguins don't think that he's good anymore, and of course, Panther fans for quite a, a little bit of time were talking about Malkin to Florida because he does own property d- down here. But if if the Panthers happen to miss out on Claude Drew and Mason Marchment it's weird because Paul Bissonnette spoke about earlier today, how he could see Florida pot up uh, as a favorite to land of Genny Malkin. And there, nowhere in that sentence did Paul Bissonnette say sources tell me I saw that statement as more of a prediction more than anything. And who knows who Paul Bissonnette has, uh, talk spoken to in nhl circles of course he's on the tnt uh crew and of getting malkin to florida uh it sounds great but the last two seasons with the durability issues that malkin has i don't know how much I, the best availability the best ability is availability and of course he's a he was a point per game player when he did play last season but i'm a little concerned about the injuries when it comes to malkin Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, That's the biggest question mark as far as his game at this stage in his career is, uh, can he stay on the ice? Um, It seems like a yearly thing. He misses a a significant amount of time. It's gotten to a point in Pittsburgh where they kind of just expect him for about 60 games a year. Um, That's not great uh, for the Panthers if you're going to make a big money investment into somebody. Um, Panthers don't exactly have big money to spend, but um, I I could see him being a replacement if we miss out on Drew and Marchment. Um, he can still produce, uh, especially in, in Duclair's absence. I feel like he's a good player on the top six. Um, he's, he, at this stage in his career, he's kind of become a power play merchant to an extent, um, but nothing wrong with, with that. The Panthers have enough uh, five-on-five offense to create for him. And um, I, I think on the power play, he's absolutely lethal. Gives the Panthers that one-timer threat that they, that they are uh, missing on the, uh, on the left side or a, le- a left-handed shot on the right side. Um, so I, I could see it being a fit. Uh, I don't know if, if you play him as a center, uh, the remainder of his career, his face off numbers are not great. Um, at this And the Panthers are just so loaded down the middle with Barkov, Bennett and uh, Lundell. I could really see him moving out to the wing for the rest of his career if he does land in a place like Florida, but um, he, he's also a proven playoff performer. So it's another, another thing to consider there that just the biggest issue is just his health. Um, I mean, I I have, uh, I really have liked the idea of Malkin playing for the Panthers for some time. I I think the rumors have been there several off seasons that he would get traded here or end up here somewhere. Um, I could see it happening. And uh, again, these guys, these are veteran guys who have won before. If he wants another, another great shot at the Stanley cup, this is a destination that would have to entice him. Um, But, you know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt to, doesn't hurt to dream a little about, about possibly getting him and. Uh, How about uh, just like an NHL, uh, NHL 22 scenario where you get him and Giroux at at crazy discounts, keep Marchman and we have a super team, you know, Mm. crazy things
0: happen. (laughs) And, and, and when, when you think about, when you think about the, 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 when you think about the resume uh, for uh, Evgeny Malkin, a Calder trophy winner, a Conn Smythe winner, a two-time Art Ross uh, winner, a Hart trophy winner all all that and has has been has been in uh, the top 10 a few times in uh sel- in the selkie voting as well and last just last season half of his points came on the power play so that could be helpful with with DeClaire's absence like you mentioned earlier so that could be that could be uh that could be a situation where they could possibly make it make it work too and say hey this is a team that won the presidents trophy um I, I, but at the same time Malkin's looking for term. And is are the Panthers willing to give a 35-year-old veteran? I know he's won three Stanley Cups. Are they willing to give him the term that he wants? And Bill Zito has been very I don't know if stubborn is the right word. I don't want to call it stubborn because I actually do agree with Bill Zito if he does not want to give Malkin term. He's been very uh I don't for for Zito, he's been very sure about saying. Nobody gets term outside of these uh, these certain players about where who's going to get term and who's not going to get term, and I don't think Malkin is going to get anything more than four years uh, if he if he if he signs with the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I think in a lot of Zito signings, um, price has not been an issue. Uh, he he's he hasn't been a, a that much of an issue a uh, negotiator on price. I think for the most part, people get their, their AAV that they're looking for here. Um, but yeah, like you said, he, he's not a guy who's going to handicap himself five, six, seven years down the line. He's, he hands out contracts in the three year range, four year range. Um, he, like you said, he's, he's a little bit stingy when it comes to, when it comes to term on these contracts, because he wants that flexibility. Um, and again, we're talking about a, a team that's going to have to extend Huberto Um there have been discussions about extending Uyghur, but extending Huberto and Uyghur is, is going to be a really, really tall order. Um, so so the, the flexibility has to be there, and sending a guy like Malkin for too long is, is just going to be um, – that, that would really limit their options. I feel like it, it would be kind of a short-sighted move if you have to tie up too much money into a four- or five-year contract for a guy of that age. Um, it, it could really hurt you on the back end and, and end up closing your Stanley Cup window. So you have to be very careful about it.
0: Yeah, and when when you look at cap friendly right now, and when you think of where where their cap hit, cap is two years from now, we mentioned earlier in the show about Darlings' uh uh cap hit coming off and a majority of Keith Endel's uh cap hit being off the books. I see right now twenty six million dollars in cap space. You subtract uh, Huberto's extension, which we're expecting around the ten million dollar range, maybe even more than Barkov's. Uh, if we get to six point five million dollar deal AAV, you're you're talking about another an, another six, so ten. And of course, this is the big one, Spencer Knight. He's gonna be he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be cha- qualified and offered for for damn sure that he's going to. And of course, next season will be that season to entertain even more trades for Sergei Bobrovsky. Of reports say that. Bobrovsky of the the to trade Sergei Bobrovsky uh for the Panthers has slowed down and that Zito isn't looking in that direction anymore but then I look at today I was looking at the Ottawa Senators uh cap friendly page after they traded for Cam Talbot and of course they extended Anton Forsberg uh during the trade deadline last season and they have a pretty decent goalie tandem at less than seven million I'm like that's maybe that's how you that's how you build your goalie tandem right there. I'm not saying that they're a playoff team next year, but Pierre Dorian, he might be up to something.
1: Yeah, I think uh Ottawa has quietly had one of the best off seasons in the league. Um you get to brink it and you don't even have to part with with any any players, like NHL ready players, any like elite prospects, they they traded a pick. Uh, a combination of picks and got to bring it that's that's a 40 goal scorer who hasn't even entered his prime yet um that, that's a big move um they're goaltending they, they've quietly put together a really really solid pair and goal they got rid of matt murray um they've they've had a really solid offseason um i i think i i think that's a team that's that's going to challenge for a wild card spot this year and they're they're definitely on the rise um but the panthers i mean that's a, that's the a direction you have to look Just to see the kind of payroll you want in your goalie in your goalie tandem. I don't think that's you really want to go much higher than what they've invested in their goalie tandem. And the Panthers are definitely over that by a few millions. Um, And if you're going to have to extend Spencer Knight, which of course you're going to do, you're going to qualify him an offer. You're going to give him a probably a bridge contract as an RFA. Now you're looking at at probably twelve to thirteen million in your goalie tandem. That is a lot. That's a lot of money to invest in two goalies. Um, and you don't want to keep Bob too long and and cripple Spencer Knight's development because he needs games. Um, he he can only develop so much as a backup and in the AHL level, the competition is not as high as he needs it to be. Um, so at some point you have to give the crease to Spencer Knight and you don't want to be paying 10 million for a backup goalie. So I I think next off season is the the time where the, the push to trade Vabrowski really heats up. And if that can be done now now you've opened up a ton of money you've opened up a ton of wiggle room to extend the panthers cup window um be able to retain some players add to them um i I think next offseason trading bob is going to be the the highest priority and that's not a knock on him at all he's really played great the past year i expect him to play well next year as well Um, it's not a knock on his performance at all it's just the contract is so uh so large and and Weighs down the Panthers' book so much. Um, it's it's something that they're gonna have to have to look into into making happen next
0: off season for sure. Yeah, and for for Bobrovsky, like you said, the we we don't we don't hate the human being. We just hate the the cap hit for for the Panthers, and it's uh and going back to Ottawa, man. Just looking at that is just uh, it's just man, and the fact that trading Matt Murray just to, for, for Toronto, uh, for, excuse me, for Ottawa, just moving back, uh, moving up a few just to, just to get that contract. And for, I, it's crazy because I've never seen a two time Stanley cup champion goalie get so much heat that Matt Murray has had. And of course burn, there was burn bridges when, during his time in Ottawa and the performance, his performance, uh, Since uh, since he won those two cups has just gone down for him, and of course the injuries for him. Cat Friendly said that like about forty percent of their transactions in the last few years have been Matt Murray, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know if Toronto got better with that trade. Um, I I I personally feel like they they did not.
1: Um, I I really don't think they did. I know Ottawa retained some salary, so there's there is that. It's not like they took on the full contract, but you know. Toronto, you're probably better off throwing that amount of money to try to keep Jack Campbell. I just, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't, I really don't know what you're thinking, making that move to, to keep, uh, to bring Matt Murray into the fold. Uh, He's a guy who's got clear weaknesses. Um, It's well known that his, um, his, his glove hand is not up to par. People shoot on his glove side all the time. Um He's had extensive injury history. Uh, hasn't really had a good season since um, since his Cup years in Pittsburgh. So it's just, you know, I I don't really I don't really know what their what the, the goal is there. And maybe they feel they can rebuild him back to what he was. Toronto does have a pretty solid decor now. They've definitely definitely improved uh, defensively. It's an it's a much better defense than what Ottawa has. But I don't know. I mean, it's still a a team that gives up some chances because of just the offensive style they play. If you're asking Matt Murray to bail you out, that's um, that's a pretty questionable decision to make there,
0: for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe they saw the Colorado Avalanche, how they won a Stanley Cup despite of uh, Darcy Kemper and some people feel that the Pittsburgh Penguins won those two cups despite Matt, um, in spite of Matt Murray, because he didn't even play in every single playoff game that that during during those two cup runs with Pittsburgh. There was a few Mark Andre Fleury uh, starts in between uh, all, all, all that. So the 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 court of public opinion when it comes to Matt Murray is that Pittsburgh, of course, won, of course. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, of course, those three superstars, you're going to, you're going to just, regardless who their goalie is, at least in most years, you're going to have a chance to win every year. And it looks like that Jack Campbell could be heading to Edmonton. And Edmonton, let, let's finish off on this. Um, and also, speaking of Darcy Kemper, right before we finish, uh, it looks like that he's, it's, he's rumored to be heading to Washington. So it's looking and Sam Sonoff was not qualified an offer for the Washington Capitals. But let's finish on this. We talked about Mason Marchment earlier. Uh, his connections with Edmonton. Uh, his father, who just recently passed, Brian Marchment, uh, played for the Edmonton Oilers the year that Mason was born. Uh, Brian played four years with the Edmonton Oilers, so there's a little bit of connection there o- over there in Alberta. And along, if they sign, if they're able to sign Marchment, and along with signing Jack Campbell, who was pretty good last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the beginning of the season, fell off a little bit towards the end uh, of the season, but still he, I he's an upgrade over Mike Smith there. We could really see Edmonton as a pretty good, pretty decent threat to possibly make it to the Stanley cup final even next year.
1: Yeah. um, I think if they do uh, poach Marchment from here in Florida, I think he's a fantastic fit with the Oilers. Um he gives you like you said, he gives you a lot of the flexibility that we've that we've kinda gotten used to with him. He's able to play on any line. He can play any style. But um he gives you kind of a duplicate of what they have in Zach Hyman. Um I think if you do if they do sign Marchment, it pushes them out of the Evander Kane um the Evander Kane reunion a little bit. I I, I don't know if they keep Kane long term and then also get Marchment, uh as well as Jack Campbell. That's that's a lot. Um but he gives you a lot of what Zach Hyman gives you. And if you can put Hyman with McDavid and Marchment with dry or the other way around, um, I feel like Marchman is, is a Zach Hyman prototype. I think they're very similar in their play style. And I think both guys could be really successful with the kind of skill that that Edmonton has. Um, and Marchman is exactly the type of player you want in the playoffs. Um, Edmonton really ran out of gas in, in that series against Colorado. They just, and no one was going to keep up with Colorado, but Edmonton, oh, yeah. just, did, Edmonton just did not have the, the grit necessary. They, they could match their skill a little bit, but uh, it was the depth goals. The, the bottom of the lineup, guys, it was McDavid and Dreisaitl did everything they could. You just They can only carry you so far. Uh, Marchman is the perfect complementary player that you're looking for. So I, if, if he does end up there, um, it's a great story. His dad played there. Um, the, the loss of, of Brian Marchman is tragic for the NHL um and it would be a fantastic story for him to play for another team that his dad did play for um but yeah i, I if he does end up there i wish him nothing but the best I, I want very very badly to keep him here um but i could really see him being successful there in edmonton if that's the direction it goes
0: yeah and and like we said we cheer for the i, I we cheer for the human beings as well even though we're panther fans uh and ho- hoping the best for march man and even if he takes a little bit with his free agent decision d- due to the grieving process much respect to him and the oilers they have 15 million cap space uh right now um of course they still have to figure out what they're going to do with jesse poliarvi as well uh to see what's going to happen there uh is he going to stick around or is he going to be uh, traded as well so lo- lots of decisions to be made for multiple teams and listen 24 hours from now, we could be having a completely different conversation on not only uh, the Panthers, but the whole state of the NHL um, g- with, with the, <laughs> no pun intended, avalanche of possible signings. Uh, but Jacob, I want to thank you for joining on this Winans Wednesday and live edition on the YouTube edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, you can find me online on Twitter at Jacob and 8 um, on PantherParkway.com as well. And uh, Panther fans, rest assured, no matter what happens tomorrow, the Panthers still have the core in place, and and the Panthers are going to be competitive regardless. That's uh, th- this is a this is a good team, no matter what direction we go
0: in tomorrow. Could could have said it better myself, my dude. Thank thank you so much, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And if you like what you're hearing. Please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and we'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL will be covering every free agent signing, who won won free agency, who lost free agency, who's going to be that team to take the next, the leap to the next level. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Sarmamon Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team. every day.